Welcome to the Jewel Show podcast. Life, as the saying goes, is divided into seasons. So when you're in the endlessly shuttling kids around season, it's hard to imagine, let alone plan, for a time when all that will end. On this episode of the Jewel Show podcast, Jewel's friend and women's ministry blogger Suzanne Chambers has some tips and encouragement for women dealing with changes in the seasons of life. That's up next on the Jewel Show podcast. The latest episode of the Finding Joy podcast, Chickens, Ducks, Lucy Lou, and Sharpsburg, is available now. Yes. We have a visit with Ashley Wyatt. She calls herself the Egg Lady for a good reason. She has lots of chickens hanging out in her yard, and Rob has a little bit of a hard time <laughs> have to bring that up. figuring out what to call these chickens. Now, you were saying earlier the foghorn might have laid an egg over there? Give the leghorn. The, the leghorn. Foghorn. The foghorn. Sorry. We also spent a little bit of time with one of our co-workers finding out what's on his wall and a very special Christmas gift for you at the end of this most recent episode. It's available now at thejoyfm.com under the on-air tab. Just look for Finding Joy Podcast. You can also subscribe through Apple, Stitcher, Google, and Spotify, and also you can listen to the Finding Joy podcast on your smart speaker. Finding Joy podcast, episode three, available now. My tab drinking buddy, Suzanne, thanks so much for coming on in here. And I love how you said no to my coffee because you said you brought your own tab. Yeah, I even dressed to match my tab. Did you? I am a tabaholic. <laughs> Did you really intentionally? I mean, you do have a pink shirt on. <laughs> I thought about that after I got in the car. I didn't do it on purpose, but um, <laughs> it is kind of cool. Okay, before we get down to business, for all um, listeners who didn't have the experience of the 80s of drinking tab, I- explain the goodness of it all. Well, it's the breakfast of champions is what I always say. But it was the first, as I understand it, it was mm-hmm. the first diet drink. And it'll um, it'll grow you up. It's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. I okay, love so, it. All right. And then also option B is where do you get this? Listen, I have pretty much established a market. It is even at Walmart, Kroger, Publix. They, Just for you. Probably. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I'm starting to convert a few people. Okay. And then um, C, I need to ask you this next question. Do you glow in the dark <laughs> from drinking all this tap? I'm, I'm afraid to look. I just close my eyes. And, <laughs> and, and you like the way it tastes. I you really, like it all. I really do. It's not terribly sweet. So I'll, it's sassy. <laughs> Appropriate, right? It's sassy. Okay. All right. Now, before all the listeners are like, is this going to be a whole podcast on tap? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I just, I had to take a left turn. Thank you for taking the left turn with me. And then we're going to bring it back around because my buddy, Suzanne, she is, um, she, she basically, you have a the pulse of women's ministry and what's going on. And so I wanted you to come on in and, and share with me about what you're seeing and uh, maybe some pitfalls. What in people in my stage of life, which I have a first grader, a third grader, and a fifth grader, uh, what I can be doing now to not hit those pitfalls when I'm an empty nester? All right. Well, you know, I, I really do just love women. I, I love helping women feel encouraged and significant and helping us learn how to help one another mm-hmm. and not compete with one another and it what? is women compete with one right. another right <laughs> oh right especially about parenting mm-hmm. oh yes mm. Mm, yeah but Good I, times. I i feel very grateful that god would allow me opportunities to encourage and invest in women so i really love to change the that. culture right because the culture in among women is to compete and to one-up them as 
who's the best mom. Right. And and I think that's driven by insecurity, really. So it always goes back to addressing the issues in ourselves before we can the help sin somebody behind else. the sin, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are you seeing? Well, we all tend to see um, the the season that we're in, right? So um, in Psalm 1, it talks about being a, a fruitful tree that bears fruit in its season, which means there will be different fruit for different seasons. So we need to expect that the different seasons of our lives aren't going to be the same, and they're not going to produce the same fruit, results, etc. So I'm, uh, I'm in the home stretch, pretty much. I've got, in terms of parenting, the number four out of four will be gone in May. And I'm also a caregiver for my mom. So that's the season I'm in. And I began to, over the last couple of years, when I realized that was the season that would, was coming upon me, and that this, this season of parenting, Jules, is forever. There's not going to be another transition. We will forever parent our children as adults. Right. And I begin to um, be cognizant of my um, inability to do this well. And a little feedback from the kids, of course, helped. <laughs> I'm sure it was all kind. <laughs> oh, just to help me. Constructive criticism. <laughs> right, right. But I, I really did feel ill-equipped. And... But why? When, when you say ill-equipped, what do you mean by that? Sometimes I would think, what does my child need from me? And I don't know how to do that. And how, how can I handle this situation to the best of everyone's benefit? And, and then just feeling that squeeze of needs from both sides, um, you know, from, from elderly parents as well as from children and thinking, I don't know that I'm doing this well. And I felt alone in that, frankly. I wasn't finding much from, quote, the church universal. Um, It seemed that more focus was being given to young families and parenting at those stages, which I benefited from. But I began to feel alone and wondered, does anybody else feel this way? So I began asking some friends who were in the same season. Turns out everybody's feeling the same way. Alone from other women or alone with your children? I mean, well, I, I think um, a lack of community, I guess that's a buzzword, but not feeling a place where we could connect and encourage one another. And, and why is that? Is it because women are pulling away? Well, I, I, I feel a couple of things might, might attribute to that. One, when our children are young, we have natural points of contact. Um, the carpool yeah. line, the um, sports field, you know, you're there at practice and you're, you're mingling with other moms. Sure. Once children become independent, a.k.a. they drive, <laughs> um, we don't have those natural points of contact. And when those are gone, they're, that can be very lonely, very isolating. Mm-hmm. When you're, especially when you're in the middle of shuttling kids. I mean, because I'm in this <laughs> stage right now where. That's all you do, right? That's all I Taxi. do, Suzanne. Yeah. But I'm, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. If you just, I mean, right now I'm complaining about the shuttling, but if you took it all away, then you took away my community. That's right. Sub- subtract those points from your life and you will find, whoa, you know. Who do I come across? Who, who do, do I, I talk see? to today? Yeah. 
who who am I, I don't want to say commiserating, but who, who am I communing with about common issues? And when those points of contact are gone, what, what's taken their place? The other thing I see, because that can tend to sound so, oh, woe is me, okay. let's have a pity party. That is not how I mean it. But I'm seeing um, in my comrades at this season, there's a tendency for us to say, whew, I'm done. Yay. I'm tired. I'm going to coast. I'm going to now focus on me. Well, you know, I have a first grader, a third grader, and a fifth grader. And so <laughs> the, the carrot that I, that I feel like is always right in front of me is one day I'll get to that plateau. And right. so that's what you're saying is right. essentially what I'm thinking about in my 40s and my 30s of let me just get to that carrot and plateau and, That's and a pitfall. Not, Don't do it. Well, and, and not that we shouldn't enjoy the fruit of our labor. It is very gratifying to look at my grown and almost grown children and go, wow, I like them. I don't just love them. I like them. And they're doing some really wonderful things that bless me. And that's great. And I now have a little more disposable time and et cetera. So it's okay to look forward to that. But just be aware that there's a tendency to become so self-focused in that and and count myself as important. So what are you doing to stop all this? If you're saying like, okay, I'm seeing this in myself, I'm seeing this when I talk to my friends, then then how do you stop that? Well, I don't know that I have the magic bullet, but here's what I'm (laughs) here's what I'm doing. I um, pour a glass of tab. Oh, yeah. Tab is definitely the secret ingredient. But I, I um, just randomly threw out a Facebook post and said, anybody else in this season want to get together and talk? Oh, my goodness. I was blown away from one lone Facebook post. I had over 100 women say, I'm in. And about 60 of them gathered at my house one night. 60? Mm-hmm. And 40 more couldn't come because they had a conflict but asked to keep me posted. So we're going to try to convene on a regular basis. And we've named ourselves uh, Mac, Mothers of Adult Children. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think I told you earlier, um, I see this as old mops, which my my friends didn't like that name, but mothers of preschoolers. I like it. Well, I mean, if you do a great job as parents, then you're doing yourself out of a job. Jules, you're exactly right. And the point of parenting is to work yourself out of a job. And yet um, there's panic in every mom that's listening right now going, wait, Mm -hmm. our children are always going to need us. I still need my mom. But their needs will evolve into something different, and we need to be prepared for that. We need to know how to transition, and we need to know how to treat them as adults rather than grown-up little children. And I'm learning. I'm still learning. How can the church, when I say the church, I mean all of us, how can we love um, that age group better? How how can you love, like, where I am better? Mm-hmm. Um maybe two ways, which are sort of the prongs of what I want this group to be. One, recognize that things are difficult in this season, too, and and often unseen, like caring for aging parents. That can be hard. So the church just being aware of that. But I think maybe more important than that is to 
elicit our help, there are lots of needs behind us, so to speak. When when I made this Facebook post, I was floored not only by the women in my season, but the women in your season and younger season saying, can I come? I know I'm not there, but can I come? I'm, I'm feeling need for parenting help. And I, I said, not to this group, but it made me think, what about if this group of older women were poised to help the groups right behind them? So I would say if the church could find ways to plug us in, to serve and minister and invest. Wow. And you and I were talking before the interview started, and I said, whoa, whoa, whoa we got to stop this. Stop. We're going to do this. <laughs> because I was thinking, well, Suzanne, what am I doing now um, that I'm digging myself into a ditch that I don't even realize it in this stage so that in my next season, I'm not finding myself in a hole? Wow, I, that that is a very very good question, and my gut is for you personally, you're not digging yourself in a ditch. You're doing a great job. Oh, but I think it's a tab talking now. <laughs> you just over caffeinated. <laughs> but I I think you're wise to want to be aware of some things. And one thing that comes to my mind is be sure that we equip children at the stages where yours are with practical life skills. I mean seriously. Just mm. practical skills. Because when they leave our home, they need to know how to do laundry, how to cook a few simple meals, how to clean a house, how to change a tire rather than just call dad, <laughs> which is the perennial favorite in our house. But um, some life skills kind of thing. And it's amazing how being able to, being able to do those things increases their confidence, you know, without you having to pour all these accolades on them. Just, I can do that. I I can be independent. I think that's a great gift we can give them, Mm -hmm. life skills. And um, I guess just constant conversations about adulting and things that they're going to be equipped for and prepared for and, you know, like insurance. Oh, man. <laughs> Mortgages. Oh, I don't you know. like anything you're just saying. Really? I know. I ignore those myself. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, Suzanne. <laughs> well, and so we've talked We've talked about children and parenting, but how does your marriage mm, change yes. the seasons? It, it does. Um, I, I get so tickled. Um, I'll tell this on, on my youngest. She's about to leave the nest, and she said probably 10 times, what are you going to do when I leave? Maybe you need to find a job. Maybe you need to find something to do. And my husband and I just look at each other and grin and go, we were fine before you, and we're going to be fine after you. <laughs> but it, she's actually being very wise to realize that my the, the demands on my time are going to change, and how am I going to invest them? I would say at the stage where you are if if you're married then you need to be sure that you're making some investments in that from a ministry standpoint what do you do together to serve the lord and that can continue and if you're not married but you have children at this stage you still can have ministry so find somewhere to serve now and let that continue I, I can't speak for men, obviously, because I'm not a man, but... It just, <laughs> we do anyway. <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll speak for my husband. <laughs> Sorry, <no. laughs> um, 
uh, I always, I just, I feel like, especially women, I guess because we're, we have children, we have babies, we got um, so many people dependent on us. It's like our lives are made up into seasons. Mm-hmm. And so exactly not to get right. stressed when you're in this season, because it's going to change to the next season. It will. And I, I don't, I don't want to say, oh, you know, wish your life away at no. all. Mm-mm. But I also don't want to say to these moms, oh, you better enjoy this because oh, it's going away. Don't say that to I me. know. Mm-hmm. I, it's no, where you are that is doesn't hard. Help. It doesn't help me when I have a temper tantrum on my hands. Like, you know, it doesn't. Really? It, it makes it worse, actually. It really does. I am kind of wishing that moment away. <laughs> yes. And, and there are parts of, of the season where you are that I don't want to go back to. Mm-hmm. And just truth be told. And those newborn days there are a lot of parts of those i don't want to go back to they're hard places in every season and it's easy from the vantage point of one season looking at another thinking oh that's so much better but it's not it's good wherever the lord has you so no matter where you might find yourself um, if you find yourself though in a new phase of life what should you do if you find yourself in a new phase, wow, I would first seek the Lord. What do you have for me here? I know you have fruit that you want me to bear. You have works that you've prepared beforehand that you want me to walk in. So show me. So deepen that relationship with Him. But also seek out community and find other people that are in that same season, but don't stop there. I don't want to be surrounded by women that are only in my season. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. That would, that would, I think, be very detrimental. No matter what season you're in. Absolutely. If you're a young new mom, don't yes. surround yourself with just new young no. moms. So right now, um, I'm discipling a, a very young adult. She's about 23 years old. And we meet together, and I'm reminded of the pressures of where she is. It also helps me relate to my children that are at that stage, because I'm seeing things from, from her perspective. So... Yes, build community, but don't limit it to just people in your season. Ugh. <laughs> Boring. Well, what I'm hearing too, Suzanne, is that you're saying serve. Yes, yes. And I know that can potentially come across as the martyr complex or, yeah. oh, so selfless. Not when you're serving the Lord. And really all of this is just to benefit Him or to benefit his body, to bless him. And in the in the doing, oh, we get filled up and joy overflows and we feel, you know, confident of our value. We feel and our significant. Faith in him grows, right? Oh yes. Yes. We've learned to trust him more. And it, I always think about it like God doesn't need me for anything. Right. He chooses for my own benefit so I can grow in my faith in him through service. Amen. Amen. It is it truly is a gift that he allows us to cooperate with what he's doing. He could accomplish everything without us. But in his loving sovereignty, he invites mm-hmm. us to participate. So I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we just keep going to him and saying, what do you have for us today? Well, one of those things when Suzanne said, what do you have for me today, God, was to write a blog, which I read. And this morning's blog that you posted was about the tease of a happy heart. Because when a new phase happens, sometimes bitterness can set in. Right. And we can feel, um, it could lead to depression because we think I, I'm not valuable anymore. 
And we need to just make sure that we pursue the truth. What is the truth? The truth is that there are different seasons in my life, and there's fruit for every season. Mm-hmm. And I can be happy through it all and have Absolutely. joy. I can trust him with that. Well, the first T is truth. Yes, truth. If we have to have his word in us, Jules, we do. And we have to constantly be seeking his truth and letting it renew our minds. And we, we tell ourselves, or the world tells us, an awful lot of lies. And we don't realize that we're listening to them sometimes. So we have to be intentional. We have to be deliberate to get the truth. Replacing the lies with the truth. Replace the lies with the truth. And number two, you said trust. Yes, believe him. Get to know that he is good, that he is always at work on our behalf in ways we can't see, but trust him. And when things look difficult, trust him. And three, thankfulness, which that's going to be a hard one. But, you know, if we, if we have been, if we are being, I should say, transformed by the truth, we will trust him, and that will enable us to thank him, even for the gifts that he gives that don't feel like they're wrapped in a lovely package. We can believe and therefore thank him that everything he allows in our lives is for our good and his glory. And when we have a thankful heart, I mean, I think science is showing all the things that it does, positive things it does to our brains, just being grateful. But when we have a thankful heart, our whole outlook is different. And it, I believe thankfulness leads to joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking it, it's the same thing. Like the young mom that's waking up at 2 a.m. with a crying infant, my stage where I feel like I'm having to shuttle kids everywhere and... and and my stage and your where stage. I'm like, what do I do? I, I mean, but it's the same thing. It you is. can have thankfulness when I'm having a van full of kids and they're all yelling and singing. And I'm just thinking, could you mm-hmm. just let me just complete this sentence with my husband? You know, but it's the same right. thing. Can I be thankful where God has me? In every season. In every season. Mm-hmm, because there's fruit. Wow. Well, hey, I can't wait to hear what God does with Mac. Mothers of adult children. But before you go. Can I just ask you one question? Okay. Okay. I have um, a mom and I'm an adult child. What is one thing I can do to be kind to her stage? That is so gracious of you to ask. I'm kind of in your season two with that. I have a mom still with me. And, you know, there's a proverb that um, exhorts us to not despise our mother when she is old. And I remember as as a young adult reading that thinking, wow, nobody would ever despise their mom. But you know what, Jules? That temptation is there for our flesh, maybe not to hate her, but to resent, um, to misinterpret things that she asks or says, and to think, does she not think I'm capable of making this decision by myself? She's treating me like a child. Etc. Etc. So, what I think is helpful, and I'm standing in from the vantage point of a mother and a daughter right now, is to believe the best, to trust her heart that when she's asking me questions repeatedly, to not be resentful, to not be irritated, and just realize she has needs too, and. Maybe I can be 
a vessel to meet some of those. So for your mom, just keep being kind. Kindness solves a lot of problems. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, 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 that, wow. I got to write that down. That is, <laughs> that is great for all, for no matter what season of life you're in. And I appreciate that. And I always appreciate your, um, your blogs. You know, I used to, Thank you. I used to, you used to post it at like 3 a.m. Now I notice that you've backed up that time. I enjoyed it because when I woke up in the middle of the night, I was like, oh, Suzanne Chambers, let me read her blog. I don't know why she just posted it at 3 a.m. But you, you, you've dialed it back now. It's like a 7.30, something like that, right. 8 o'clock. And I always appreciate you doing it. I, it, Thank I, you. Um, I read them and I learn a lot. And so I appreciate you coming in. Let me Thank be, you. just pick your brain a little bit further and be like, hey, you posted this blog three months ago. Let's talk about it. You're, <laughs> so. you're so kind. You know, my kids say, mom, you did that blog because we were all leaving home and there was nobody else left to lecture. So <laughs> had to get your words out. That's true. Well, uh, uh, you know, even even all the different seasons that us as women find ourselves in, God's sovereign over it all. And good. He's so good. And just if we can rest in that, it'll, it'll change our perspective.